Well, well, you've called this three number tens, right? So I think we should probably start with the third one, which is obviously Messi. Um, I've obviously everyone's seen what you've been saying and tweeting about about it and about City's potential involvement and whether you think you know there can't not be almost a commercial reality that they're either looking at it or have looked at it. Yeah, talk to me with what you think about that. Well, look, I mean, they're, they're obviously briefing that they're not looking at it and that they're, they're not interested. To me, it seems inconceivable that given what we know about last summer, that all of a sudden they would decide that none of the, none of the calculations, projections from a financial perspective that they made last summer now work this summer. I mean, that seems to make no sense at all. Mm. And so, you know, I, I think the starting point must be that they dust off last year's file. Financially, what does it look like? Now, if you believe the numbers that they were talking about last year, you know, the commitment that they were talking about making was, was extraordinary. I didn't completely believe it, but, you know, it was a vast amount of cash. So, I ask myself, why wouldn't they be looking this year? Do you not think the wages thing could have changed them? Because obviously he's now a free agent. So in terms of, you know, I think we've seen a lot with deals when when players leave on on a free, you know, they can command a slightly different package. From what obviously yeah. they would if a club has to put forward um, a transfer fee. And obviously... What was the chat last time? I mean, it was that we might pay, you know, 50, 75, that kind of region, million for, for Messi to try and bring her it last summer. Yeah, well, what we had last year, if you, I mean, I, I don't know, Duncan Castles on their pod, that they claimed that this was some kind of 500 million euro complete package, uh, which, you know, frankly, I don't believe. Um, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure the economics have changed or not change materially because um, I don't think his demands have gone up in terms of weekly wage and clearly there is no fee element Um, so if anything I think the overall package has changed and I think also uh, the the number of clubs that can actually um, even play the game are so limited as to drive the price down uh, and it's not helped by the fact that it's late. It's now relatively late in the window. People have already committed their spending largely. And so I don't think he's got a huge amount of choice. I mean, you know, he's running out of time here. Mm. So for me, I, I think they must be looking at it. I just don't believe any of these statements that he's not on the radar they're not considering it. They have to be considering it, given the amount of work they've put into to that transfer over the years. Now, I then look at who else is available. Sorry, who else could buy the guy, right? And if you go round, it's very hard to see where he goes. Uh, you know, I don't know if I've seen the stuff on PSG and their finances. I, I just don't. I don't buy that they're sit, sat in a room trying to figure out how they make the numbers work. They either do a deal which obviously and clearly breaches financial fair play and then hope effectively that everybody is ignoring financial fair play, which I think they might be. Um, 
but but the idea that they can now you know have selling some additional kits when everything's already done you know all, all these deals are done so i, I don't i don't see that's going to pay his wages mm, do you think um do you think there's a chance that city are kind of sat back hoping that he rejects paris because it looks like as things stand they're probably the main destination for him Um, I just think that they'll be talking. I, you know, I, I just don't see. I, I'm still struggling with with the idea that that they are so bruised and battered from last year, and that they've signed, and because they've now signed Grealish, which really are the only two differences, uh, that that now they wouldn't they wouldn't get involved. I just don't. I don't. I don't see that as a logical. As logical, I mean, you know, obviously Grealish is a massive commitment, uh, but you know, it feels it's always felt like the messy money has come from a different pot anyway. So, I just I can't I can't square it in my own head to see how they wouldn't be interested. What about Chelsea, right? Because I I think people are possibly not considering them in the sense that. I just did um, a 9320 pod with Howard this morning, which will come out at some point. And we were just kind of ruminating over City and obviously Kane and how that how you'd square that circle with Messi. But in terms of Chelsea, like, do you not think they would be sat potentially in the same situation as our board? Looking at, yeah, OK, they, it sounds like they've got Lukaku very close and, you know, probably closer than what we've got Kane. But do you not think they could be, you know what, maybe... Yes, we need a number nine. But couldn't they afford Messi? Couldn't they afford that that deal if they say passed on Lukaku? Well, I think so, yeah. And and I think I think they're 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 as viable as we are, right? And the, the reason I say this is because I think we have to accept that for most of these teams now, FFP as something that is a, is the regulator of the spending this window is out the window. I don't really know why, but, you know, even if we don't go for Messi and we just, we just, in inverted commas, end up with Grealish and Kane, it's an enormous commitment. You know, I don't, I don't really understand how it can be done in the context of sort of conventional uh, uh, finance. Um, if if the wage bill really is as we reported it in the last set of accounts, right? So I think, and I think that's the same with with Chelsea spending. They, they spent massively last year. They're talking about Lukaku at 120 million euros. They're going to obviously sign the centre half as well. Uh, and there's nowhere for excess players to go for fees, which is the which is the big the big issue of all for all these clubs. So. So I think if you move FFP to one side, you then say, well, who can actually, from a cash perspective, afford a deal? That has to be Chelsea. It just has to be. Uh, City, uh, Bayern Munich to an extent, PSG to an extent, well, no, not to an extent, PSG, because we put FFP to one side. Because on any logical basis, Paris should not even be looking at this deal. Um, and United. So... So are Chelsea then, if you look at it on that basis, the most likely? I think, I think, yeah, they're they're very likely 
from a Abramovich fund purchase. Because I think that's the other element of this. You know, Messi, if you if you're in a football club for 10 or 20 years, which is the situation with City and Chelsea, and you get an opportunity to effectively buy a new fun toy to play with within your football club, it's very attractive. So, yeah, I do think Chelsea will be in the mix to the extent that Tuchel doesn't think that tactically is just not is not what he wants. Yeah, and if you so literally throwing numbers around because you're way better on like the account side than me, and I've not looked super closely at like our wage bill. Say, if, what's the numbers that are being thrown around? Is it 600, 700 grand a week that that Messi's rumored to be wanting? Well, so uh, as I understand it, um, the deal, the Luke Edwards article that came out uh, about half an hour ago, suggested that they're all scrambling around. Uh, PSG headquarters trying to figure out how you make the numbers work and the numbers that he agreed with uh, Barca were 500 a week over five years so effectively roughly 125 million euros uh, if my maths is right Uh, they they were paying it over five years but really it was for two years Um, which is obviously ridiculous right I mean in my view you, you know, depending on how long you, you've got no certainty you're going to get anything, what you're going to get out of him. I think that's now off the table though, because I just don't think he has the luxury of, of trying to negotiate a five year deal with anybody. And he's now talking about whether you can do a deal over two, two or three years, and maybe even a one year deal. I mean, you know, I don't see it as impossible that you say to him, look, you can go back to Barcelona in a year's time, you know, buy yourself, we'll do a one year deal at 50 million euros. Is that so? Is that so unlikely? And if that's the case, surely that opens it up to City, Chelsea, United, PSG, and Bayern Munich to do the deal because it's a different type of purchase. It's a, it's like a, it's like a very expensive loan. Can't Barcelona do that for a year? No, they've got no. So welcome. To the co-host, yes. you found you found. The so it doesn't work on the uh, it doesn't work on the um, uh, boring technical thing. It doesn't work on the laptop. It works on the phone. Yeah, it's a it's a me- I mean, it is a mess at the moment, but you know, it's mm. early days. Um, but no, what I hundred billion. What I wanted to say, what um, I wanted to say, Stefan, was that just so from what I understand, inside the offices at City today, they are absolutely sure that Messi will end up re-signing with Barcelona. And as it was put to me, there's either a level of denial going on, yeah, just about the idea that he will leave, or they know something that we don't. And I'm just trying to get my head around, how is this, if they, you tell me, what's the, what do you think is the way that they can get him re-signed, or do you just think it's not doable? Oh, no, I think it's doable if you literally change the rules. Okay. Right. Remember, these are rules that La Liga have effectively put in mm. place. Right. And the, so, so just taking a step back, what you've got in Spain, as we understand it, is uh, unilateral rules from the league saying we don't care what your contractual obligations are to the players that you've already acquired, but we're cutting your wage cap, let's say, in mm. half overnight. Now, these are fixed-term contracts. The only way that you can move a player's wages is with his agreement. Mm. 
And none of those players, as we have seen today, none of those players are going to take another pay cut. They took a pay cut last year. They're not going to take another mm. one because they're just going to go, well, hang on a minute. You're asking me to take a pay cut to effectively place that cash straight into Messi's pocket. Well, if I'm Coutinho, I'm not paying for Messi. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's just an obvious, it's just a ludicrous suggestion that they would do it. So the only way it can therefore happen is if La Liga says, okay, well, we're not going to go ahead with this ridiculous wage cap. You know, let's say we're going to keep your wage, your wage cap at whatever it was last year. We found we found a way around it. We're happy now that COVID is. We've seen the back of COVID, and therefore we're not going to uh, put in place a wage cap that that means that you have to sell off a load of players. If they do that, and all of a sudden they've got, you know, a hundred million additional capacity on the wage bill, then sure, it might stay. And I, I've got no idea whether that's whether that's plausible, viable, whatever else. And of course. Within within the club, they will know. I think. Um, I guess I, I look at it and go. I I almost expected them to have done that already. Like I feel as though, as soon as the conversations began around, it was pretty obvious two three weeks ago that there there's some type of agreement between Messi and Barcelona, and that it needs to be ratified by La Liga, and there needs to be some space created in there in this whatever these rules are to allow Messi to sign. And I expected that by now they would have shook hands on something that allowed them to re-sign him. Now, obviously, the story last night, late last night was, oh, well, this is a ploy to put pressure on La Liga. But I don't, I'm not sure I fully buy that either because it's like you said earlier, you, you, you can apply as much pressure as you want. If they don't want to change the rules, they're not going to change the rules. Um, and making it public is not really... I don't see how that's going to change anything when everybody's known for weeks and weeks and weeks messes out of contract. He's basically a free transfer. Well, it feels like a... Yeah. So, so it feels like a, a final throw from, from Barca. Uh, they, mm. they obviously hope that it will be uh, the, the, you know, the final uh, straw that allows uh, La Liga to cave in. But you've got to also flip it around. I mean, La Liga, obviously, they're trying to do the CVC deal. And obviously, the big clubs, the Reals and the Barca's, they don't want to do that deal. Then you've also lay, got to layer on top the Super League issue, right? Which is which yeah, is yeah. there. It might have gone away for us, but it's not gone away for, for them. So, so there's a battle there as to effectively who owns who owns La Liga, who owns all the rights, who controls it. You've got a situation at the moment where 14 representatives of La Liga, and that's La Liga 1 and 2, I think, have effectively negotiated a deal with CVC that neither Barca nor Real Madrid, being the main drivers of interest in the league, actually want to do. Well, that's an enormous mm. problem. And they've never had their breakaway, for, you know, their Premier League-style breakaway that we had. So you've got, so you've got that issue. Then you've got the fact that Surely, uh, I've got no idea, but surely all of the other clubs, including Real and Atletico, just say, well, no, we've had to comply with the wage cap and you have to comply with the wage cap. And if that means you're going to lose your best player, well, actually, that's great. So 
what incentive is there for the other 17 teams in La Liga in, in, the, in, the, in La Liga 1 to say, yeah, OK, let them keep Messi? Mm. I, I don't, you know, I, I, in, my perception is that from a, that they've got this battle between the commercial attractiveness of, the, of La Liga and the competitiveness from a footballing side. And all the clubs are going to think, well, this is an amazing opportunity to effectively kick Barca when they're down, to push them right to the edge, to cause in, you know horrendous internal conflicts, to get them to ask their players to take more pay cuts, to force them into embarrassing uh, climb downs on signing Eric Garcia, which of course would be just horrendous. <laughs> and uh, and and here's our you know here's an amazing opportunity and and then you've got on the other side well hang on a minute if we've got no Messi and obviously we've got no Ronaldo now and if Barcelona are in crisis and you've got Atletico Madrid as champions who play a brand of football that's about as attractive as I don't know Burnley you know what is the attractiveness of the league going forward so I think they've got this conflict but. It seems to me that ultimately footballing rivalry will win out. And, it, and if it does, then they're not going to get this sort of allowance to keep Messi. And, you know, the one thing that's not even talked about is how do the numbers work anyway? I mean, how have they managed to get themselves in the position where they've got a wage bill that's gone over two years from, I think it's 470 to around about 250, which is the rumoured cap? I don't see how that's possible. Mm without selling off the Coutinho's, the Dembele's, the Griezmann's, and they're not going anywhere, yeah. right? The one thing we know now, with three weeks left of the window, is there are no buyers for very, very expensive, very high-wage, uh, you know, reject top club players. There's just nowhere for them mm. to go. We've got the problem ourselves, you know, and that's probably why we're not, we're not, you know, bashing the door down, because... We know we've got to get rid of Bernardo somewhere, but when you break it down, where is the guy going? I think Laporta acknowledged that their wages are at 110% of turnover. Without Messi and without the new signings. And they need to come down to 70 with the new signings. Um, Stefan, what's the, what's the difference financially? If you look at the numbers that Paris are trying to get to for Leo, right? Uh, let's let's say for argument's sake that if Harry Kane were to come, Harry Kane were to come on the same contract as KDB. So you're looking at like 400k a week, yeah, plus a transfer fee. Let's say 130 million pound. So that's 130 million pound plus four, what 1.6 million a month times 12 is what? It's like what's that? Seven? It's 20 million a year. I mean, it, the numbers are just so enormous. It's just they're off the scale. Mm. I mean. But so what's, what's the, the, so what's the I, difference between none, none of it makes what's any What's the sense. difference between what Paris are mooted to be trying to get to for Leo and what we're going to end up paying for Kane? Is there a considerable difference? That's my question. Well, there's a considerable difference because if you amortize the 120 million transfer fee in four pieces, it adds another 30 million, another 30 million a year, which is the equivalent of what? Uh, another, uh, 600 grand, 600 grand a week. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically... So, 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 yeah, it doesn't... I don't... You can't, you can't just do it in that way. But I think that's why I keep saying 
if you look at it on all rational basis, almost none of these, well, certainly PSG can't do it on a rational basis, right? If you look at that Swiss Ramble thread from last week about the state of the French game and about the losses that PSG already incur, and remember, the losses that are reported, so they had an operating loss of 178 million euros, but that was for 1920. 1920 was the year to June when COVID had only hit in mm. March. So that took into account the old account... TV deal, the old French TV deal, that loss. Yeah, but their, their 2021 numbers will be even worse. Mm. Right? So. So they're coming off a, an operating loss of, let's say, 200 million euros. Then they've topped it off with at least 50 million a year additional incremental wage in Ramos, uh, the Gulli, uh Wijnaldum, Ramos. and Hakimi. And Ramos. And, yeah, and Ramos. Yeah, I said Ramos at the start. So Ramos, is, Ramos on his own, by the way, is what? 10? 15? I mean, free transfer of Ramos. What? Well, that's that's got to be fifteen million mm. euros. So they've they've added fifty million on top already. I, I, I just there's no logical basis to say they can do the deal. So I put all the FFP to one side because people are just ignoring it now. So they've obviously made a decision that that everybody will figure it out going forward, and they're going to ignore it. Or the one thing that is mentioned in the Luke Edwards article about this is that they'll they'll try and sell Mbappe. There's only one place Mbappe, well, two places Mbappe can go, realistically. It's Chelsea or City. Real Madrid are not in the running mm. on this. They kept their head down, but they're not in the running to sign Mbappe this season. Next time they possibly on a break. Well, maybe, because we just, you know, the world might be a completely different place. But they're definitely not going to be able to find the money to do it now. Hmm. So, I don't know. I think the key takeaways for me are, are they must be looking at it. I don't think City know with certainty what's going to happen in La Liga. They might have good information. They might know what Barca are trying to do, right? But I think we, we, should, we should know enough now from the last six months to know that none of these teams, the, the level of certainty that all of the teams work to is not what you might perceive it yeah. to be. Right, we saw that from the Super yeah. League. You know, we see it now from the the legal wranglings of Juve, Barca, and Real Madrid on the Super League. You see what UEFA are trying to do. You see that battle. There's no certainties in any of this stuff. So, I think we we must be looking. Can we do all three? That was that, that be, was going to be my next you know, question. Do you think we can? Do you think there's any world in which we could sign Kane and Messi? given the numbers you've been talking about, like obviously how much Messi's wage would be, the fact that you'd have to pay a fee for Kane, probably over, what, four years, do you reckon Kane's deal will be? Five years might seem a slight, slight stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see how they can do it. I mean, the Kane situation is odd, though, isn't it, right? I mean, it, you know, one, one, I don't know, you guys might have, better more up-to-date information but what is happening with you know how come it's not a story 
every minute of every day saying the guy isn't even in the country mm. if he's not. I mean, apparently he's still in Florida. So he's at least six days away from even being able to train. That's if he leaves today. And what's that all about? So I don't know what's going on with Kane. I mean, you know, City, you tell me. Have you heard anything? Not really. I mean, you know, I don't even know if he's in the country. I guess the one thing I would say is that... Um, well, actually, I've got a question for you, right? Because I know that you, you've, been, you've been quite down on, on, uh, on the Canes and how they've handled this. Um, is this, like, commercially, is, has Daniel Levy handled this right? Like, if you look at the way that this is playing out, is this the right way to handle a situation where your biggest player wants to leave and he's made it plain from day dot that he wants to go? Uh, well, just just clarify uh, first of all that my, I'm not I'm not down on anything. I, I just believe that Kane's an idiot because of everything that we've seen from Grealish. I mean, there is a way to negotiate a contract. You've got you know you compare Charlie Kane with um, Charlie Kane didn't uh, negotiate the contract that uh, that Harry Kane is. Well, well is he did. He, he did because his former be, agent. His former agent. It could be sued for negligence because, I mean, they, they've effectively, you know, they've effectively got him locked into a contract that presumably didn't meet the guy's needs even when they entered mm. into it. But, okay, but, but, but notwithstanding that, but can, can yeah, notwithstanding it, that, Stefan, because we know that. We, 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 but, but that's all I'm saying. I, okay, I, but just I get quickly, that. all I'm saying about Kane, all I'm saying about Kane is Kane is to blame, right? So your, your question is, so that's my only problem on, downer on it, is Kane's an idiot. So now Kane's created the problem. So Levy, your question about Levy, is he acting rationally? They're in a really difficult position, aren't they? They need the player. Right? Because what do they do without the player? The window's almost closing. There's almost no strikers to buy in the world. Danny Ings is gone. What's he meant to do? I don't know. I mean... None think, of, all one, of us one, know the situation. Thing, right? Do you think, this is something that I was discussing with Hart, do you think, because of the ego of Levy, do you imagine that, and Aesan, feel free to chime in as well, that there's, because we play them first game, there's absolutely no prospect that Levy would allow Kane to, say, be in a Manchester City tracksuit, even if he wasn't on the bench or involved with the team at the ground, in the, in the stadium, the optics of that. Do you think the ego of that man would just basically mean that there's no way we even get close? To but you could you can even you can even do that without the open hostility. That's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm driving at here. Is that you know when you obviously we're city fans, so inside the bubble it's all fun and games to go ha ha. Harry Kane's on strike. But if you take a step back, right, Spurs are meant to be a big club, meant to be a well-run club. City are meant to be a big club, meant to be a well-run club. You kind of look at this situation and you go, how has it ended up here? Like, you know, it's it, the England captain on strike in a, in a hostile transfer situation. It just, nobody wins from it. And I don't understand how we've, I, I don't understand how certainly Harry Kane his representatives and Daniel Levy have let it land 
here because if Kane's will was so strong that pre Euros he was like, look, I'm just I just want to go. Yeah, surely there's a way to do this. Even taking into account the fact that we got them first, there's a way to do this where Kane isn't in Florida on strike, where nobody knows where he is, where people aren't talking about his reputation being damaged and where it it doesn't feel like there's two completely polar views. Because even this morning, right, talking to journalists, there's two completely polarized views here, which is on the one hand, Harry Kane is determined to leave Spurs. But on the other hand, Daniel Levy is absolutely determined not to sell Harry Kane. And I'm just, I'm baffled by how we end up stuck in the middle of this well, again. Well, and I'm just baffled by why it's playing out like this. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get the violins out for City on this one. Uh, but uh, I don't think have done anything wrong. But I mean, you know, this is just business. Look, the, the bottom line is Levy will sell, right? It's obvious. Uh, uh, the only problem is they can't agree a fee. And your approach on this is to say, look, they're 20, 30 million quid apart. What's 20 or 30 million quid? Well, for, for Spurs, you're actually dealing with two guys that own the club and 20 or 30 million quid is a hell of a lot of money. And they're probably asking themselves, like the, like the Barcelona players are asking themselves, why should they subsidise Messi's wages? Levy uh, and Joe Lewis are probably saying, well, why should we subsidise City by caving in? We don't need to. We know he wants to leave. He can leave, but it's 150, 160 million quid. And City are there saying, well, look, we're not paying more than 120, 125. So what do you do? You know, I think that's, to be honest, that's the only difference here. I don't believe the Levy will not sell at any price. I just don't believe that. I think Levy would mm. quite like to do a deal. But he just won't do a deal at a price where he effectively thinks he's subsidising City. And the problem is that Kane didn't make it, didn't give himself the leverage to be able to now say, I want out. He blew it. He had his window to, to, to take the leverage and he blew it. And it wasn't last summer on a gentleman's agreement. It was when he signed his contract. Guardiola, and sorry, been... can I just say that Guardiola just said in his press conference that Bernardo Silva has told him he wants to leave. Uh, and there's one or two other players who have asked to leave. And he said that the door is open because we don't want anyone who is unsatisfied. However, as of yet, there hasn't been an offer for any of those players. Yeah, well, we know what's coming, don't mm. we? It's charity, charity time. Mm. We're just going to end up selling Bernardo for like 25 million quid or something ridiculous. But it is what it is, right? And so that, that all goes into the mix. But so... I, I don't know where they're going to go on Kane. I, I would think they'll agree a deal about 125 million. He'll be a City player, but it'll be probably quite close to the to the window. But then that's idiotic from Spurs as well, because if you are going to take 125 for Kane, you need to give yourself at least a few days to actually spend. This it. is what I mean about this is what I mean about the 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 hostility and the way it's playing out in the sense that if there is an accept because. You know, there's the public face of it. There's the PR, there's the optics. Of course, Daniel Levy is well entitled to say to the media, we're not selling regardless right up until the day that he sells. That's fine. The optics, you can deal with that. But behind the scenes, surely you'd want a smoother situation 
particularly because it's Harry Kane. I mean, I, I look, I think back to United selling Ronaldo and how Ferguson and how United handled that. And basically, that's kind of what I would have expected from Spurs, right? That you that, that it's clear in April that your top player is going, listen, I want out of here now. I'm done. So you sit down with him and you go, right, this is the fee. You, you've got a buyer. Go and tell them to bring us the money. Let's not make a fuss about this. Get the money and we'll just get this done very cleanly and there'll be no adverse headlines. But instead, we've kind of... Yeah, I, I'm curious as to whether that's a good thing for Spurs and whether the extra... Whether they can squeeze an extra 20 million out of City for it and whether it's actually worth it for them. Well, I don't think they're going to squeeze the 20 million as well. So I, I, I don't think I don't think it's an easy one to analyse in terms of who's who's played it right and who's not. Except for Kane, the only thing I know is that Kane has not played it well, uh, and I just can't believe that nobody's talking about the fact that he's not even in the country. Yeah, you know, on the on the eve of the charity shield, I just think it, it when apparently he's not even been double jabbed. I mean, there's the other, you know, the other big question is how come he's not had a double jab. Just, I mean, obviously it's his his prerogative, but uh, how how's that happened? I have I mean, no if, idea. If you go back and look at the dates when twenty eight year olds were uh, even on the NHS able to get a jab, it should have been he should have been done at the beginning of June, and therefore could have been double jabbed easily by say a month ago. So, uh, you know, that's bizarre. And if he isn't double jabbed, why is he going to an amber country on holiday? a week before the season starts. All of these things are just, they're all bizarre. It's all just badly, badly done and badly organised. Um, mm. But I don't think City are going to cave uh, as much as I don't think Spurs are going to cave until probably quite late. And then the messy factor is just a, a curveball that maybe will change everything. I don't know. We've got um, one Guardiola quote on Messi. So Pep so far has said... Uh, da, 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 da. It was a surprise. Laporte was clear today about the reasons. As a supporter of the club, I'd love to, I'd, I'd love him to have finished at the club. I've just incredible gratitude for the most extraordinary player I've seen in my life. Uh, that's it so far. There's nothing about. He's not said he's not he's not signing him yet, but I'm sure it will come. That's yeah, just one, one, one quick thing. Yeah. Um, Feel free to knock this down, but I thought these were like two little interesting tidbits about Kane. Um, first of all, do you see the the head of the PFA said he was possibly willing to help arbitrate in the dispute between uh, Spurs and, and Kane? Did he? Uh, well, it's not really been done before. There's no real precedent. Well, well, I mean, it won't be, it won't be a formal arbitration. I think you know, really, what you're saying is, let me try and mediate, and uh, you know, rather than arbitrate. Um, well, it's fine, but Spurs are going to say you can go, but we want 150 million, 160 million quid. We're not stopping you going, Harry. You go. We just want our fee. Mm. That's that's it. It's not complicated from from Spurs' perspective. Assuming that the gentleman's agreement didn't exist, right? That's slightly different. That's slightly different because that's, you know, that's a more contentious situation, right? There's some clearly some kind of confusion there, but 
I suspect Spurs are right on that point. Um, so what's he going to mediate? I don't know. I mean, well, you know, well, then what's the other thing say? is this: have you seen, have you heard about this? Seen this? I have no idea of the viability of this. I've never heard of it before, but it was dredged up by one of the journalists covering Spurs. There's apparently something called the Webster ruling. Forget it. It's, it's, forget it. It's not even worth. It's just. It, it, it's uh, it's a FIFA thing. Scottish require to buy out to yeah. the last two years of his deal, wouldn't it? And he's on what? Yeah, but it, it's just money. not going to happen. It's just not going to happen, right? So it obviously, couldn't be done. It, it would take months and months. So mm. anyway, so it's not. That's not going to happen. So you can put that in the put that ignore in the that. Ignore, ignore pile. <laughs> can I read? Um, can I read? Can I read Pep's killer Messi quote? We spent forty million on Jack Grealish. We paid a hundred million and brought in sixty million. Uh, he will wear the number ten because we were convinced with Grealish, and we were convinced Leo would continue at Barcelona. So now he's not in our thoughts. Yeah. Well, do we buy it? Well, no. You know, all of these, all of these quotes are. As we sit here at this minute, he's not in our thoughts. Well, mm. what does that mean? Then in, in five minutes, he might be in their thoughts. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and when the facts change, City's position will change anyway. Look, clearly, he probably, not probably, he might stay at, at Barca. Might. Mm. I don't, none of it is, none of it makes logical sense as to how La Liga got themselves into a situation where they've effectively made it impossible for Barcelona to comply with their salary cap uh, and therefore sell their most attractive, lucrative player for the league. Um, but likewise, the finances of, of, the, of the bigger clubs in all of the leagues are a mess. We've, you know, we've been over it and over it. Mm. You know, all we're starting to see now is day by day, the cracks are becoming clearer to the outside world about the state of, the state of European football's finances. And mm. the only clubs that have got any any different position are those that are in the Premier League or those that are funded in an unconventional way. P- putting it putting it in a uh, diplomatic way. Um, we see, do you want to see if there's any questions from any listeners? Just to uh, if we've got any listeners left, go for it, Lloyd. If anybody has got a question, I think I've probably got the. How do you, how do, how do they ask a question? I, I think it, uh, I so if know. someone if someone requests to speak, then I can click yes, and then you can ask a question. Right. So there's a fellow at the top that's requested. Oh no, he's got off. He's changed his mind quick there. If anyone's got a question, make a request. Guess not. Well, yeah. Well, it's an experiment. Oh, there we hey, go. Sorry. Oh, there we go. How would you do it? Do you, do you want to do it? I've, I've done it. Go on, Pete. Go on, Pete. Can you hear us? Yeah, just wondering about who else do you think will leave um, the pet mansion? Not just Bernardo, but a couple other players. Who could they be? I guess Laporte is probably the obvious one. Um, and then after that, I don't know, maybe... Jesus, those are the, the Bernardo, Jesus, and Laporte are the three that 
I've always felt were the most likely to be unsettled. Yeah, I've got no, no, nothing. Uh, Laporte, nothing more yeah. on it. I think it, I think uh, you know. I think I think Laporte is desperate to leave. Uh, but um, again, where's he going? Um, I think uh, Jesus. You know, people can have different views. I'm, I'm pretty keen on him leaving too. But uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> Okay. I, I, don't, I actually don't think there's any other first team players that that will want out. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun place next year. Yeah, right, All right Darren. Darren I've I've connected you, mate. All right, let's, I was just wondering if the Kane deal doesn't go through, do you think Pep's going to do a false nine, or will there be another alternative like we did with Diaz, or just late on? You know, I've been I've been pretty categorical in terms of going. They've not got a backup for Kane. But as we sit here today, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Lukaku, the prospect of Lukaku going to Chelsea, if it's the fact that Messi's going on a free. I don't know what it is, but I find myself in a position where I find it impossible to believe that we don't bring a forward in between now and the end of the window. Um, whether that's one of the guys that have been linked or somebody random and out of left field, that I don't know. Um, I hope it's not Darwin Nunes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I, I think it, it. I'm amazed that I'm saying this, but I think it's Kane or bust for me. I mean, they don't seem to have made any move at all on Lukaku. I think if you reach, I agree. read between the lines, the Lukaku deal is basically done, and um, you know they're just kind of arguing over the last five million euros. Inter obviously need to sell for whatever reason um, to do with their financial situation. Chelsea obviously are prepared to come very close to the asking price, and Lukaku obviously wants to go there. And you know, I wonder also whether Lukaku wants to come to Manchester again. Probably mm. not. Uh, so I, I, I just don't think Lukaku is an option, and therefore that also means that uh, the other guy into the Argentinian is also not an option. Uh, and so you've just got the. You know, it's just very hard to see who who the backup would be. I just don't think there is anybody. I agree. I think that's the other issue is that I don't think that there's um, I don't think that there's great value in going and buying some middling centre forward because I think ultimately um, Guardiola will pick his false nines that he knows and that he trusts over any middling centre forward they could go out and buy. Um, so yeah, I do think it does. It does feel like Kane. Ferran Torres, mate. Yeah, Torres. Yeah. Well, but... I mean, the, the good thing is he's now got probably ten in the squad, ten that could play false nine. Right, <laughs> D- definitely. So, look, it probably won't be the end of the world. Uh, and you know, to be honest, I still like a left back as well. But uh, I suppose. That's probably not happening either. Right, Emma, I'm connecting you, mate. Go for it, mate. Stefan, um, financially, how much do you think Spears need the cane sale? I'm just mindful of the government debt they took out. Do you know what the repayment schedule is on that? Well, they've repaid it, they've actually. Repaid it. So, so what they've done is they've taken an even bigger loan from uh, Bank of America and um, so 
they're not under it's all long-term debt largely uh i don't think that for the purposes of their billion pound debt pile the Keynes situation is material because they're going to have to sign a replacement so you're talking about at best being able to uh sort of service some of that debt to say 50 60 million quid in the context of a billion quid of debt it, it it's you know it's a rounding error so I don't. I actually don't think that the sale of Kane is in any way related to their balance sheet. Their balance sheet is a separate issue and a massive issue. Um, but I don't. I don't think it's going to make a difference to them whether they sell for one forty, one twenty, one sixty, whatever. Let me add somebody else. Uh, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. What a welcome. Thank you very much, Lloyd. How's it going, lads? All right, Jordan. Nice. Well, I'd, uh, I'm not sure if I missed it. Did you read out what Pep said about Kane in this press conference? No. So, I'm just what reading out now. Harry Kane is an exceptionally talented striker, and of course, we're very interested. But if Tottenham don't want to sell, dot, 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 of course, we'll try. If Spurs don't want to negotiate, it's finished. If they want to negotiate, many clubs would like to sign him. We are not an exception. We are very interested in. Now, my, my, my question to you guys is, I, I've not really spent too long looking at Pep's press conferences in depth in my old job role, but it seems to me that it's quite strange that he's put City out there as being explicitly interested. Do you see that as trying to put more pressure on Spurs? Yeah. I mean, if I'm reading between the lines of that, comment that he's made um it, it tallies pretty well with what i've heard in general what the state of players and what in general the state of players is that spurs named 160 million pounds as a price some at some point during the euros and have not budged from that what do you reckon this is actually going to do in terms of pep put do you reckon it's it's a deliberate tactic to to try and get the ball rolling i mean i, I don't I've seen reports that, well, that we know Pep or City are happy to go to the end of the window, but he'll obviously want Kane in as soon as possible. We we know Pep is disingenuous in in uh, press conferences, uh, but I think this would have been stretching it to say that we're not interested, or, or I'm not talking about Kane because he's placed for another team. You know, we're, I think we're too far gone with that. If the mm. guy's still in Disney World, then to, to try and deny <laughs> that City are in some way or not in some way at the centre of this problem, would be so disingenuous to, to lack any credibility. So I think he's right to just to answer it in the way that he has. But I, but I don't think anything that you've just read out is, is any different from what we perceive the problem to be. At the end of the day, City will pay, let's say, 120. Spurs say they want 160. And even if, even if the deal could be struck at 140, Spurs, I don't think, want to give up 20 million quid to City. And mm. that's a problem. And it could go to the wire. And I think if it, you know, because it could go to the wire, the deal might not happen. And I think, you know, you, there has been lots of these deals before. You look, you know, someone like 
De Gea or somebody like that, you know, a lot of deals that looked absolutely certain to happen or you couldn't see a way around it have have not happened. Uh, City City and Sanchez. I mean, we had the contract. He had the contract in his hand, didn't he? In it, when he was away for uh, for Chile, and and he had his contract. And at the last minute, Arsenal said, "Well, we want to try and find a replacement on the day." So, I think I don't think we should assume the deal will happen. I don't think anything that Pep said that you've just read out to me changes much. No other team is going to play ball on that deal. We know that. I mean, that you know that is. That is him being disingenuous. Lots of teams would like to sign Kane. No other team is in the running. It's City or nobody for Kane. I think I know the answer to this, but are either of you happy to go in now as is? So Kane doesn't happen, we have Grealish, that's it. No, that's crazy, man. But that seems a real possibility, doesn't it? Based on what Stefan's just said, and it's Kane or bust, and it goes to the wire and City miss out on Kane. That, That City going into the season with just Gabriel Jesus potentially Ferran Torres and Liam Delap if he doesn't go on loan to Stoke. Well, I'm not watching another another one of Khaldun's end-of-season interviews if that happens. Because... Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Come on, Pat. No, you know, really, you know as well as I do, there is a good chance we don't size. sign a striker. There I don't think a there's a good, good chance. chance. I completely disagree with you. I, I could not disagree with you any more in the idea that there's a good chance that we end the window without signing a striker. Now, if that proves to be the case, fine, fair enough, then I'll hold my hands up. But for the moment, I'm I'm convinced that when push comes to shove, City will pay the dough. On Kane, right? So yeah. you're saying there's no option and it's Kane. If they've not got another option, yeah. And if I'm looking at Pep's, that somebody's put a video up of Pep talking about Leo, I don't believe him. So now I'm, now I'm back in in your camp, he's left himself just enough room to wriggle out of that. And I've seen him kill stories dead before. That's not a story that he's killed dead for the moment. But he can e- Look, on, on, on Messi, he can easily say, we thought uh, that, that they would sort it out with La Liga. They've not been able to. Of course, I love Leo. Of course, we've got to be interested. He's my favourite player. If he can't stay at Barca... This is the best place for him. It's a really easy situation for, for him to, to talk about. Uh, I, I just Messi is definitely still a possibility. Mm. I mean, I, just, uh, this is, I, I think this is my point to, to go back to the question that Jordan was asking. I think that um, you, of course, right, it's possible because anything's possible and it's possible that they don't get Messi and they don't get Kane and they don't sign anybody else. But, I just don't... Guardiola's got two years left on his contract. I'm not convinced he renews after that. Anyway, he's just done 12 months without a recognised centre-forward. I just do not see why you would put all your eggs in the cane basket, knowing what Levy is like, if you weren't prepared to go to the... Basically, to meet the original asking price. I mean, we've been here before... We were there with Sterling. We were there more or less with De Bruyne, right? We ended up paying what they said at the beginning they wanted. We just danced around the houses to pay it. And well, we did, we've just done it. We've just done it with Grealish. I mean, if yeah, you, we just, if you, I watch, mean, if you exactly. watch first low, you can tell what happened was City knew about the release clause and they had a, they had a crack at getting a 15 million quid reduction. But in the end, they just caved in. But yeah. The problem City have got then in the negotiation with Levy is Levy's going to have seen that. You, you know, Levy knows probably what you're saying. 
And I, I'm just skeptical right now that they'll pay 160. But I've been wrong about everything in this window. So don't listen to anything I say. Mm, I, guess, I think for me, it's not about the money. It's about the, the the situation within the squad. I think I think that in almost any other position on the pitch, I'd be going, yeah, pff, if it, it, it certainly could not happen. But I just think with the situation that we find ourselves in the number nine position, I would call it negligent for them to only have Harry Kane as a target to spend the whole summer negotiating with Spurs and then in the end to go, we couldn't afford it. I, personally... I would be like, yeah, fuck off. That's just bad business. Right, let's have another question. There's a whole list of people. Do you, can you see? Yeah, yeah. You, Steph? Yeah, I just had a question. Um, if Laporte does end up leaving, do you think we have a replacement lined up? Or will the Laporte fee go into any potential Kane deal? We missed the first bit of the question. Or I, I got it. So the question is, if Laporte goes, um, will we sign a replacement or will that money go into any deal for Kane? Um, Lloyd, do you want to have a go at this? Uh, I think we ha- we'd have to sign a replacement. Um, I- I'd be very um, reluctant to sell Laporte. I don't, I-, I don't see who you'd sign who would be better than him in the squad. Um I mean, they could go and sign someone like Paul Torres, but he'd probably cost the same amount as what we paid for Laporte and with a much less kind of confidence that I think he'd, he'd be as good. Um, it's a big roll of the dice. And you'd be asking Ake to step up big time, which maybe they've seen in pre-season that they're happy with him. But um, I'm sure they'll have a few names, but that would be a transfer that I probably wouldn't allow to go through if you're going to let Bernardo go, personally. Mm. Mm. I'm the same. I don't think they'll sell him. I think that I think Stefan's. I'm going to preempt Stefan's answer, which will be nobody can afford him, and I'm going to say nobody can afford him. I think that's going to be the the issue. Laporte might want to leave, but I don't see where Barcelona certainly ain't finding the money. Um, and then you widen it. I don't think Real Madrid are finding the money. What are his options outside of that? Paris. I don't see Paris going in for him. No, I think he stays. I think the best home for all these players uh, and the smartest deal for, for Levy is to somehow convince them that Spurs are credible and to sign all of Bernardo, Laporte and Jesus in exchange for Harry Kane. And they'd actually come out of the deal OK. Those three players will massively improve Spurs and the players get their move. You know, I don't think, I'm not sure they want to go to London, but, but you know, they haven't got that many options. And then mm. everyone's happy. Mm. But I don't see it happening. I, I, I can't see where Laporte goes and I can't see letting him go on a cheap loan. I think there's more chance we let um, Bernardo go for less than his market value than we do Laporte. I think Laporte is more likely to just be told that he's absolutely in the in the running for a first-team place and stop being a dick. Mm. Yeah, he could easily end the season as one of the first choice two centre-backs Look at what Stones managed to pull around that season. So easily, we don't even know. I mean, you know, I know this will sound like heresy, but I mean, you know, first of all, we could get an injury. Secondly, we could get maybe Diaz won't be as great as he was last season. Mm. Who knows? You know, these things change. Laporte could easily be first picked by the end of the season. Right, hard one, hard 
Another question. Man, now we've got loads of questions. Yeah, we go. We'll we'll, we'll we'll probably get one one or two more questions, shall we? And yeah. Then we'll call it a day. Good day. Can you? Oh, hi. Yeah. yeah. So, so my question was just coming back to the Harry Kane fee. Um, since Guardiola structured, oh well, outlined the Grealish fee. How do you think uh, City will pay the Kane fee, the one thirty mil? If it gets to that, how do you think they'll structure that payment? You mean who will they sell, or like where will they find the money from? Yeah, basically, where will they find the money from? Because, like Pep said in his um, his press conference, he said that they had they paid forty. They found another 60, and without that 60, they couldn't pay for him. So if that was the case for Grealish, what will they do for Kane? Bernardo Silva? Fair enough. I, th- I think you should ignore... You've you got, got to ignore all, all the conversation about how players are paid for and phasing and all of that stuff, right? City are in a very fortunate position where cash flow itself can always be sorted out. So... It's, for for them, it's the overall position in respect of FFP, what the accounts look like, and and less so on on the, the actual finding of the the cash to pay the fee, which is why City have been one of the few teams that have paid fees up front, like Laporte, where they paid the release clause, maybe Rodri as well, where they paid the release clause. Um, so how will they? I I think what he's saying more is he's trying to. He's trying to say we're not that wealthy that, yes, we've paid 100 million, but it's because we sold all the other players and uh, don't think that we're don't think we're just going to pay whatever for Kane. I just wouldn't. I think there's unpacked cast rubbish in these instances as well. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like he, I mean, he literally said last season, we, you know, we can't, we're like everybody else, we can't afford these transfers. And it's just nonsense. Mm. Right, I'll grab one more question. Alex? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, my question's with the whole Messi situation. So I look at the Grealish signing and his contract kind of as being offset by the academy sales we had, Sergio leaving that salary off the books. So what is there, or is it oversimplistic to think we can just dust off the contract Leo wanted to sign with us last summer and say, here, sign on this one and let's go? I mean, I don't think it's a Laporte situation because it wasn't Messi's decision to not come to us. It was more Barca's board that kept him from coming. So do you see, you know, that being a different situation? I know, Asan, you kind of mentioned that he turned us down twice almost, or we pursued him twice and didn't get him. But I think it's kind of a different situation. Mm. Well, he's a free I mean, agent, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I guess that from a from a financial point of view, um, I think if City want to sign Leo Messi, they'll sign Leo Messi. I don't think that money will come into it. I don't think it'll be a case of we can sign him for X, but we can't sign him for Y. Um, I think it's about the desire to be involved in the circus. Uh, I have the feeling that he's going to land in Paris because I have the feeling that Paris are going to not really be that bothered about the circus and will find a way to pay the eye-watering 
sums. And I think the only way that it happens to City is if, in the end, Messi himself goes, I don't want to go to Paris. And he calls Guardiola and he says, I only want to come to City. How can this happen? I think they will need to see, my opinion, they'll need to see something like that for it to even be feasible. I don't think there's a world in which Paris bid and City pick up the phone and go, wait, 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 hold on, we'll give you this. I'm, I'm not buying that, especially not after what Pep said today. I I, I, all I would add is I don't think it's about the last contract. I think I think we've moved on from there. And, mm. uh, yeah, I think the whole picture's changed. I think it's a completely fresh negotiation. In my view, he doesn't want to go to Paris, ideally. Uh, but I think the, the, the money might, might sway it. I mean, why would anybody, with the greatest of respect, you know... No, you, with no respect. You go to, OK, with no respect. You're going to Paris to play in the Champions League only. I mean, yeah. really, you know, everything else is a complete waste of a season. And that might suit him, I don't know. But uh, I think he'd be attracted to, 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 come and play, to come and play in the Premier League and to come and play for City. Mm. But I, I do think there is more... I do think that there's got to be some some kind of financial restraint at some point, uh, but I just don't I just don't know what it is. I don't know how it works now. I've lost I've lost all track of of how they think they can make these deals work. They're just so big, you know. I mean that that look at that Grealish deal as an example. Yeah. And it's wild what uh, it's wild what ESPN are saying. Um, uh, Julian Laurence is saying that Paris believe so first he's saying Paris think they can do Messi that he thinks they can get it over the line and they believe that that will be what they need to do to get Mbappe to sign a new contract there as well so that would then have Neymar Mbappe and, and Messi on crazy crazy money in the same team in the French league which is broken financially that's, that's just it's just wild that man they can put ffp in the bin and you know the lot of these british journalists that spend half their lives talking about city will have to uh will have to go and talk about paris for a few years because that's the problem is crazy. i mean even if they stack the team with with all of those players the league's not watchable because no there's no there's no competition in the league i mean i know they didn't win it last season but you know what i mean i mean it's absolutely important. Just not an interesting league. So the value of, of that broadcast is just never going to be anything. So you're talking about putting players in to play a whole load of exhibition games and get ready for the Champions League, which, you know, it's fine. But uh, the players have to want to do that. Have the players really got no real ambition to test themselves, you know, on a more prolonged basis? I don't know. I mean, maybe they haven't. It seems odd to me. Mm. Okay. Um, I think we should wrap this up, guys. Wrap, I, yeah, yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. I think we can. Uh, I think we can do this. Do this again. I'll try and set one up from the uh, from the ninety three twenty account as well in the next uh, in the next week or so. Thank you to everybody. There's loads of people on here, man. This is crazy. Thank you to everybody who's on here listening. That's uh, that's very cool. And yeah, we'll we'll be back and we'll do this again. Cheers, all. Cool. Well done. See you later, guys. See you. Bye.